We are going to raise $100,000. What I want to do is I want to speak faith into your hearts today. I want to speak faith because there's no point in giving money, particularly bigger money, right out of our resources, without having the faith to believe that God can do something with the seed that you're going to plant this morning. And so I want to talk to you this morning about how faith reinvents your future events. Your faith now. So right now you're, you're surrounded by your set of circumstances that maybe aren't going in the direction that you'd want them to go. Amen? Maybe some of you in this room are going, you know what, I've been believing God for this in my life. And it just seems like what I have isn't enough to get to where I want to go. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're the person I want to talk to this morning. You're the person that I want to stir up faith in because faith is the, 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 the power to overcome any circumstance. Sometimes we victimize ourselves in life, don't we? say, well, you know, I kind of painted myself into this corner or whatever. No such thing in the Bible. No such thing in the Bible. There's nothing that you could have done. There's nothing that you could not have done that would cause you to not be able to overcome by your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things I hope for, the evidence of things I cannot yet see. And I want to speak to the hopes in this room this morning because one thing I've learned is, is I cannot move the hand of God. I cannot move the hand of God. The hand of God, if you really look at it scripturally, has already been moved. It's already a finished work. And sometimes we get a little bit confused by looking at this finished work of God and God, I need you to do something in my life. It's already done. It's already done. What we're here to do is not get anything from God. It's to receive all that he is, all that he has. And if you can grab a hold of that, then you can start to move beyond this, this monetary uh, Babylonian system of buy low, sell high. You know, that's the system that we work in. But I'm telling you, the Babylonian system, before there was a Babylonian system, there was God's system. And God's system was a system of blessing blessing. And you, whenever you read something in the Word of God, you've got to realize you've got to go back to the first law of mention. And when God created mankind, he said that he blessed them. He caused them to be fruitful and to multiply and to subdue the earth. Well, over time, sin ensued, didn't it? And all of a sudden, this new system starts to show up. Well, how many people know the outcome of Babylon in the Old Testament? Praise the Lord. You don't want to get yourself attached to that because now you're attaching yourself to something that's limited rather than something that's limitless. When God says subdue the earth, when God says to, 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 he's given you dominion, power, authority, and abundance to do so, you've got to go, oh, maybe that's what Jesus came to redeem me to. So we're not here to get anything. We're here to receive all that he is. And we do that by faith. In Galatians 5.16, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do things that are just regular stuff. 
which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces, everybody say two forces, are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free. Hear this. When those two are fighting against each other, you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of any kind. So hear this by the Spirit of God. When you're when you're fighting against your flesh and your spirit, the, the Bible says the, 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 the flesh is weak, but the spirit you know, is, is, is willing, wants to go and wants to accomplish these things. But when you're fighting those things, it says right here, you are not free to carry out good intentions. Your good intentions. And what I want to cause to rise up in every single one of us today, that you know what, you could look at your situation, you could say, it is what it is. Pastor Paul, man, I'd give, I'd give the whole $100,000 if I could. And I know many of you in this room would do that. But this is the outcome of my life right now. What I've discovered in my own life is that when I've had this much, and sometimes this much could be $5. Sometimes this, could be, this much could be uh, $20,000. It could be I have this, but it's not enough to get what I really desire in my heart. And what I have to begin to understand is, is that I'm not going to be able to do that bigger thing based on my own efforts. Because if it was up to me to do it, I would just do it. It's got to be something that I'm hearing and discerning the still small voice of God to say, you know what, I have this. It is not enough to do that. Therefore, I will take what I have and I will give it back to God. Because sometimes we get it confused. They say, well, that's my money. Okay, you, you can live that way and you, you, can, you can operate that way, but at some point you should trust God enough to say it's not my money. It's just not my money. I, I don't have the ability in my body in and of myself. God, you gave me the breath of life. God, you gave me giftings and talents. God, you have caused me to become alive so I can go out and do whatever it is that I'm going to do to bring those resources into my life. And so at some point in your life, I want to encourage all of you to say it's not mine anymore. It's no different than giving your life to Jesus Christ. I'm no longer my own. I've been bought with a price. I am not my own, let alone the resources that I am over and managing in my life. So you must deal with that fleshly nature that would just want you to look at the way things are, to determine what you can or you cannot do. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, God saved you by his grace, but he did so when? When you believed. When you believed. God saved you by his grace, finished work, but he saved you upon the moment that you believed. You can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. I want you to grab a hold of that, though. You're God's. 
The masterpiece is not coming from your efforts. It's not coming from your good. It's not coming from how hard you're going to work. It's going to come from you being the masterpiece, but being God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things, so we can do the good things he planned for us to do a long time ago, before the problem ever existed, before you were even aware of the need that you have today. I'm here to tell you that we are here to do the things that he planned for us a long time before that happened. He already knew what the plan was. And by the Spirit, you can operate by spiritual principles that say, you know what? God planned this, this day, this service, this opportunity to sow into this, this ministry, okay? God planned that a long time ago. And I don't have to be up here to, to try to pump you up to do something. I'm here to only stimulate what God has already spoken to you. There is no pressure in this thing whatsoever, but there is tremendous opportunity. Again, I can't, I can't move the hand of God. I cannot do it. But I can, by my faith, open the windows of heaven over my life and say, God, what I have is not enough. And I need you to take what I have, the small amount, and I need you to use it for your glory. Um, so... Really what I want you to understand from that scripture is you are empowered by God to do the things he planned a long time ago. You're empowered to do it. You are absolutely empowered to do that. God has endorsed you as his, as his masterpiece to do the will of God that was planned a long time ago. Who, little old me? Yeah, little old you, little old me. Yes, we are here to do the work of God so that the gospel of the good news can continue to move forward and, and so you can be blessed to be a blessing. Because the truth is you are blessed to be a blessing. No one can take that away from you, ever. You are blessed to be a blessing. Not because Pastor Paul said so, but because the Word of God says, I am blessed. And that takes faith. I get it. Faith to me is nothing more than me looking at something in my life and going, that is falling short of the glory of God. That is not something I would choose in my life. And if it's not something I would choose in my life, that is lack. There's something missing. There's something broken in that thing. And I can say, you know what? That is not the blessing of God. I can then begin to walk towards by faith and the promises of God and say, man, God, you said I could ask for anything in your name and you would do it. This is a nuisance in my life. This is a distraction in my life. This is consuming my thinking, my emotions, my feelings negatively. And it's distracting me from doing what God has for me to do in my life. Never settle for that little thing. Never settle for that distraction. Never do it. Say, no, that is not God's will for my life. And God will reveal what it is, I promise you. And sometimes the things that you will do out of the faith that you have 
will get the things that money cannot buy. Some of you are believing for children to be saved. Some of you are believing for a healing in your body. There, listen, there is no amount of money that you could have to make that a reality. Trust me, I'm in the healthcare field. There's people that spent all their money and they're not getting any better. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God that if you'll take the little you have, the job you're looking for will be there. The health care benefits that you're looking for to, to help you get better will be there. The things that only God can do will begin to manifest in your life. I cannot stand as a man of God and say, I have the ability in my own hands and in my own brain to do whatever I need to do. The moment I do that, it's no longer the glory of God operating in my life. It's now just what I can do, how hard I can work, and how much stuff I can get. Here's what I know about what I can get. What you get will come and it will go. It will come and it will go. Trust me, you've been around this planet enough times, a, a, a number of spins like I have, you're going to see things come and you're going to see things go. But what I also know is that even when things go, I am sustained. I'm already choosing that in my life. I'm already prepared for that before the next stock market failure, before the next war, before the next whatever's going to happen that's going to try to pull away from my life. No, I am supremely blessed by God. That's, that's who I am. And I want to challenge every one of you in here, don't think in terms of what you have. Think in terms of who you are, whose you are. And you'll do great and mighty exploits for God. Amen? Galatians 2, 20 through 21. Praise God, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Thank God I am not what I used to be. Thank God I'm not what I used to be before I even walked in these doors and had my faith challenged and had my faith stirred up in my life to do what God's called me to do. I can draw that line at any point in my life of the past and say, thank God I'm no longer that. And I can begin to walk forward in who I am in Christ. It says it's no longer I who live, but it's this Jesus, it's this finished work of Jesus Christ that lives in me. This endless source of, of everything that I would need in life and everything I'd need in godliness. Everything that is wrapped up in this finished work of Jesus Christ. I promise you if you could see Jesus right now, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He is resting in his finished work. And he's inviting us, according to Scripture, to be seated with him in heavenly places, to be at rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Boy, I tell you, that just, that reshapes everything in your life right there. It just says, oh, what about this and what about that? You know, uh, Pastor Paul, we need a car. And you know what? All I've got is, is $3,000. I'm telling you, $3,000 isn't going to buy you a car. It is not, you're going to buy something that needs to be fixed. It's probably going to cost you $8,000 just to drive it for the next year. Hear me by the Spirit of God. You don't, you, if you took by faith what you had, which you know in your heart and your mind is not enough, and you put it into the hands of God, what could God do in that situation? I have seen people in ministry, I mean, stretch themselves by faith. We were talking this morning about a young woman gave her cat. 
all she had. All she had. All she had. And I'm just telling you, it, it's, it's not about the amount of the gift. It's about being obedient to what God has called you to do and know that that was already figured out before there was a before. And that God somehow in his miraculous ways wants to move you into a whole nother level of faith. I promise you that the times that I have stretched my faith, and I have stretched my faith sometimes to the point of like bending light, <laughs> okay? I, 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 have, I have been in ministry situations that have been, you know, like hard to deal with, hard to comprehend, and yet still be willing to say, God, I trust you. I trust you and you alone. And God has met my needs, I'm telling you, over and over and over and over again. But you know what? If I never stretched my faith, if I was always dependent on what I had in my hand, if I was always dependent on what I knew in my pea brain without the experience of going through that thing with God, I'd never become who I am today. There's no chance, no opportunity for that to happen. It says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loves me, who continually gives himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. The grace of God translating into the blessing and the favor of God. I don't treat that as meaningless. For if I keep the law, I could make us right with God. Then there is no need for Christ to die. I'm telling you, there's a whole nother life. I wish people could, could, could like come out of their body and into mine and just walk the last 10 or 15 years and just see how God can move because it would stimulate you so quickly to do what God called you to do. And you wouldn't be looking at your circumstances thinking, well, this is what I have, so this is therefore what I can't do, so there this, this, and this. That's a plan of destruction. That's a plan of doing the same things over and over and over again with the same result. At some point, you have to stretch your faith. At some point, you have to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And at some point, you have to understand that it's no longer me who's living here. It's the Christ that lives within me. And if, I, if the Christ that's within me is not in operation, the glory of God is not in operation in my life, I've got to check myself before I wreck myself. Because you're, you're I, I, here, let me say it this way. I'm useless without Christ. I'm useless I could fill bank accounts. I, I, I could live in big houses. I could drive fancy cars. I could do all of that kind of stuff. I could do that on my own without anyone or anything. But the things, again, that money cannot buy. This is our year of miracles. Some of you in this room are going to give $20,000 today. Some of you in this room are going to give $15,000 today, $10,000, $5,000, Whatever it is, whatever God has spoken to you, I'll tell you, Pastor Barb, it's sufficient, isn't it? Yeah. 
it's more than enough. Don't, don't, don't think that we, oh man, we just can't wait to get this money so we can go buy a fancy car and live a, a lavish lifestyle. This guy right here has never received a paycheck from Faith Builders Church. I don't say that to be prideful or anything else. I just want you to know that none of that money's gonna come to me. The salary that Pastor Barb receives is a meager salary. I'm telling you, I see it. We talk about it. We try to do more for her than what she's got. And she's always like, well, no, the ministry, the ministry, the ministry, the ministry. This is a pastor that you have that you can trust. James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy in your life. For you know that when your faith, when your faith, when your faith, not your life, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. It says, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, you will be complete, and you will lack nothing. Not when your life is challenged, when your faith is challenged. Putting your faith to the test opens the door for your completion, completion and limitless supply in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Matthew 21, 18 through 22, it says, In the morning Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, and he was hungry. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there was any figs, but there were only leaves. When he, then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed, and they saw and they asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? And Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do the things like this and much, much more. But even you could even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything. Is that what it says? You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you might receive it, maybe, if you're really good. If, if, if you give the $20,000, then I'll do it. No, 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 no. Just obedience, that's all you need. Just obedience is all you need. I want to read one more scripture, and I'm going to close this. I believe this is going to speak to all of your hearts. It's found in Mark 9, 20 through 27. It says, so they brought the boy, and when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. Some of you today, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, you're here the presence of God is here. He has spoken to your heart. But I'm telling you, that boy threw a fit in front of the presence of God. It looked worse in that moment than it did moments before. And it says, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. For years and years, this, this was the way of living with his son. And the Spirit often throws him into the fire, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. He says, what do you mean if I can? What do you mean if I can? 
Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers, he was uh, growing. He rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. This is the stuff that money can't buy. Now listen. It says, then the spirit screamed. See, it didn't get better. It did not get better. I'm telling you, by the spirit of God, it didn't get better. The spirit screamed out and threw the boy into another convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur began to run through the crowd, and the people said, he's dead. It's over. I shouldn't have given that money to that, that church. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have done it. Don't lose your faith. When your faith is tested, it will produce unlimited resources in your life. He said, but he's dead. And Jesus took him by the hand. Help him to his feet. And he stood up. Today's our day to stand up by faith. By faith. And yeah, boy, the devil may be throwing a fit in your life right now, and you may not know how you're going to do what God is speaking to you to do. You don't know how it's going to work out, nor did that father. I want to challenge everybody in this room to do only what God is speaking to your life, and don't give an inch after you do it. I'll tell you, you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile, okay? So we're going to go ahead, we're going to bring some uh, offering buckets up here, and we're going to put them up on the uh, actual altar here. And I just want you guys, we're going to receive this uh, offering this morning, and again, I just want you to do what God is asking you to do. Nothing more, nothing less, and have nothing but faith to believe in the promises of God and see how the glory and the fruit of God can begin to fill your life. You don't need to work harder. You don't need a better paying job. You need the grace of God in activation in your life. And all it takes is an act of faith to say, you know what, God, I know what I'm here to do, and I'm going to do it with all my heart. I'm not going to do it grudgingly or out of necessity. I'm going to do it, and as I do it, I'm going to walk in faith to believe that God is going to do what only God can do in my life. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you this morning for this incredible opportunity to give. Thank you for speaking to the hearts of every person, Lord God. No pressure whatsoever. You are a gracious God. You are a loving God. And I thank you, Father God, for faith to begin to rise up in these people, Father God, so that they can believe for only what you can do in their life. I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.